When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, y'all? This is Day Money, and I just jumped off the porch of Dirty Goods, bastard. My city, it get cold, Supreme Coast in November. Supreme on my draw, Supreme Tims for the winter. Put me on the plate, bases low tonight. All right, y'all, so we got the coolest with us big kicking it off the porch. Day Money, how are you feeling? Shit. I'm feeling good. I just turned 22 yesterday, so. You turned 22? What you do for your birthday? Shit, this, this is, this work is was fun to me, so this was my birthday gift to myself. All the porch? Come down, sit on the porch with y'all, yep. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel being 22? But you know what? You kind of jumped off the porch real early, so. Honestly, I would say I was born off the porch like <laughs> real talk like I was a kid for sure I for sure was a kid played around played sports and all that but like as far as seeing and being around I definitely was off the porch at a young age for sure now I know that you are from the east side of Detroit so talk to us about that side I'm from six mile 48205 Dresden second house off the block actually uh, the east side, man, ain't nothing like it in the world. I swear, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. It's, that's what that's what made a nigga for real. But honestly, I was I moved to the west side when I was a teenager, so I was back and forth, back and forth, and that's what got me kind of like how I am, cause I was cool with everybody. I was east and west. I could go on both sides and be cordial. So it was, you know, I was I was a nigga that was moving all around for real. Which side would you say was like the craziest? Man, I ain't gonna lie, at a point in time, like 2010 or like 26, not 16, I ain't gonna go that deep. Cause by 16, it was, niggas was doing ground shit, but like 2010 or like 2014, bro, West Side niggas was going, walking around 60 deep, Chasing niggas, jumping niggas, running niggas off the bus, taking niggas' phones, doing all type of shit. Like on the east side, niggas scrappy one on one, nigga might get jumped here and there. Boom, okay, boom. But you go on the west side, a nigga is literally going to be with every person he know, flat out, period, and you gonna get chased. Like, and this was like just cause, like it could be on some just cause type. It could be shit. on some just cause. It could be on some just cause. Like we got something called the Riverwalk downtown, so. As kids, we used to go on a river walk, chill with our girls, take pictures, blah, 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 <laughs> be social. 
a nigga go down there, say we like five deep, you would see some west side niggas walking past you, literally 60 strong. And it's like, you you ain't intimidated, but it's like, man, there's a lot of niggas right there, bro. What the <laughs> fuck y'all got going on, dog? How do y'all even know each other? Like, oh, y'all know each other? Like, that shit used to be crazy, bro. Niggas, them niggas used to be on anything. But the east side was crazy, too, bro. They say we we crazy, but mm-mm. Now, did you ever have to experience, you know, like how you said when they be like 60 deep, or you was like mutual cool with everybody? I for sure got into my couple little scuffles, but I was definitely a mutual cool nigga with everybody. Like, my, my little fights and scraps, them bitches came like on some, all right, bro, I'm done letting you play with me, gang. Like, I'm done being cool with you now, but for most of the most part, I was definitely a cool nigga just Staying out the way, staying in my lane for real. Now, I'll, you know we gotta ask you, uh, well actually, no, I wanna scratch that out. Cause I did watch one of your interviews and you said that you saw like a lot of stuff at a very young age. So yeah. what would you say was like the craziest thing that you witnessed growing up? Man. The craziest thing I witnessed Growing up, probably, honestly, truly, and it might not be that deep, but to me it was. It was seeing my homeboy, you feel me, come up at a young age in the streets making his money, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. And just as fast as he came up, he got took out, you feel me? And as far as like how I grew up with my family and shit, mm -hmm. like so many people, I seen so many niggas go to jail and die. And you feel me? It was like, I thought I was numb to it, but when it happened to me firsthand, that shit kind of was like, whoa, like this shit, this shit real, even though you already knew, is really real for real. So that shit was crazy to me, but I seen a lot of crazy shit growing up, man. A lot of explicit shit, too much for TV shit, for sure. Really? So how did you manage to kind of, I would say, <laughs> not get so involved in it that you weren't able to be where you are now? Uh, Cause I always, honestly, I was always a sneaky nigga too, like. You said you was sneaky? <laughs> I was sneaky as hell, hell yeah. Like, I act like I ain't care about that shit or I want on that, but like, I on a, be on the low doing some shit, you feel me? Trying to do this, trying to do that, trying to, sell some weed here, go fuck with some girls here, go chill with some niggas, kick it with some niggas over here, just trying to do some shit. Man, it was like, I ain't get involved in it, but like, after a certain point, shit started getting like, shit started getting realistic. Like, nigga, you ain't no kid no more. Like, you grew up in this shit, you know what I'm saying? You been around this shit, but you ain't no kid no more, bro, you feel me? Ain't no more time to play, so. Would yeah. you say it was like that when you probably got out of high school? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But see, like, going back to my friend down, like, that was the moment shit got real for me because that happened while I was in high school. And by that time, I was trying to move around, make money. I'm trying to drive rental cars here and there, do shit, move around, you know. And niggas was out here, like, niggas was leaving school every day doing what they doing. Shit, shit started going one way, shit started going one way. 
Next thing I know. But the crazy thing about it is I got out of high school and I went straight to college. But like, really? college was a front, honestly. Like, I ain't <laughs> give a fuck about school. How long were you in uh, college for? I went to college for three semesters. Three semesters. Really four, but I was skipping so much, I don't even count one of them bitches. Not skipping so much. <laughs> I swear. I was coming home, bro, and my mama wouldn't even know. Like, my first year of school, I was, I hated that shit so much, bro. Like, I don't know. It was just like, I don't know y'all. Like, all y'all from different places, different states and shit. Couple people was cool here and there, but it was like, bro, I don't know y'all. I'm not about to be joining no damn fraternities. I'm not about to be in no damn book club. Like, I ain't about to be doing none of that shit. You could have tried doing, it out just, uh, just to see what it was like. I did. I was there for three semesters. That so you shit, were, you, did, you tried the fraternity stuff? Hell no, but I tried college and that was close <laughs> enough for me. Niggas sweating on me, dancing on me in parties and shit. That was close enough for me. I'm like, hell no, that shit was lame. Uh-uh, you know the parties is where the girls, you know they be shaking ass, like. See, that's go back to my life as a kid i seen so much ass shaking in my life growing up that shit didn't affect me bro like i didn't care about no ass shaking freak nick none of that shit like no cap <laughs> you are funny as hell for real though like i was like no like real shit like my uncle we my uncle ray babyface ray as y'all may know him that was that's like my big brother figure you feel me mm -hmm. that's what i always had what I always been up under and shit and like my pops had went to prison when I was real young. So I was always with my uncle. I ain't got no big brothers. I'm the oldest out of all my siblings. So I was always with bro. And when I say he wouldn't have me like doing no grown shit, like smoking or doing no lame shit, you feel me? But that's how I started making music by being around older niggas, PZ, GT, niggas of that sort and shit. I seen a lot, bro. Like, shit. I had, I had grown bitches game when I was literally in second, third grade. Like, really? real shit. I swear. So, whenever you did hang around people your age, could you relate to them any, or was it like y'all niggas is young? I could relate to them because I was a badass kid. I wasn't a badass kid, but I was bad, like, because I used to be trying to be on some shit too. So. I could relate, but if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Like, I used to be trying to like I thought I was so much smarter than everybody, like oh, like I thought I was so much colder than them niggas, bro. Like, it ain't make no sense, but at the same time, I didn't know really how much more of a leader I was in them at the same mm -hmm. time. Like, I ain't learned that shit till I damn near got grown. So when it comes to, you know, making your money and hustling at a young age, was it more so a thing like, okay, everybody around me got money and I want some money too? Or was it like, I gotta provide for my family type stuff? It was like, it's like a standard. Like, shit, just in our city period in Detroit, like, Hustling is law, bro, and hustling not even all the way. Uh, hustling is not just limited to no illegal shit. Like, you feel me? You could hustle some legal shit. You could hustle your motherfucking job. You could be at the job, goddamn, selling sandwiches for $2 all day, and you hustling, nigga. So, and my city hustle is law, and definitely my family, like, 
my mama had me when she was 15. My pops, he was 17. And just, you feel me? Everybody was hustlers, bro. Everybody was go-getters. You feel me? Just flat out, period. And me being me, always being the cool kid, always having shit, always being seeing shit. It was a standard I was held to. Like, nigga, you can't grow up and be no bum. You can't grow up and, you feel me? Like, and not even saying I couldn't grow up and be no bum, but shit, I couldn't grow up and be no bum. Like, that shit wasn't in the cards for me at all. I could have did anything else, but being broke was not one of them, like, flat out, period. What would you say was a lesson that you had to learn the hard way while you were jumping off the porch? Saving that shit. That was the hardest lesson because I thought money grown trees. The way the way that I was spending money at a young age, like, shit, especially like soon as I made it and it was like, I don't know, I, I felt, now I, it'd be different. Like, now nah, nigga be going home, playing the game, going to the studio, just chilling and shit. But like, back like 17, 18, 19, the nigga felt like he always had to be doing something, always had to be somewhere, always had to be, in the mix, so as soon as I got that shit, that shit was getting spent on lifestyle. You feel me? It wasn't even getting put towards no real, real shit for real until the nigga started making music. So when I was reading up on you and like how you said it was spent on lifestyle, when I was reading up on you, um, it talked about how like you kind of grew into like the flashy, like nice dressing, all of that stuff. So what was you wearing? The same, I mean, the same way I dress now. I've been dressing this way since I was a kid, bro. Anybody can vouch <laughs> with, for me. Even like, with the chain too. <laughs> hell yeah, I had, I had two crosses in high school. Uh, middle school, I had a pair of buffs. I lost them bitches the first day I got them though. That shit was. You had the Cartiers in middle school. My uncle bought me some yays in the sixth grade. I never forget. We was at a bowling alley. I think it was a holiday or something. He bought me them bitches. I lost them bitches the very next day. I was sick as hell, dog. But I always been a fresh kid, and I always like clothes. Like it wasn't even like no me trying to dress like nobody or me trying to impress nobody. Like I care about dressing, looking good. You feel me? Smelling good, all that shit. Like I take that shit serious, bro. I take color coordination, all that shit. I take that shit serious, bro. Can you just? It talk about the importance and how important it is to keep yourself up as a man. Bro. See, that's something my mama put on me at a very young age. Like, nigga, all that, having your nails dirty, not having no haircut, not being clean, like, not being tidy. Like, ain't no male supposed to be dirty. My mama always told me, like, a female could be dirty because they can hide it better. When you a man, you can't hide being dirty. That shit is on you, so. <laughs> I always been like, and then like, I ain't gonna lie, like my mom used to, my mom used to make me feel bad about certain shit. Like, Wait, like what do you mean? <laughs> like, like if my lips was ashy, she'd tell me. Like, boy, your lips ashy as fuck. And I'd be hurt, like, damn, ma, straight up, we right, you feel me, right here in the grocery store, little shorty right oh, here. Oh, was she like yelling? Yeah, like, like my mom used to be like, my mom used to make sure like, I, I never slacked on as far as just being a man, bro. Flat out, period. Now, you mentioned earlier about how your uncle is Babyface Ray. And I know that you was hanging out with him and like peasy and all of them at a very early age. If I'm not mistaken, was it like around six? 
Yeah, that's when it started at the age of six. Uh, like I said, we was living on six mile at my grandma's house and shit, and uh, Ray eight years older than me. So he was like 14, high school, you feel me? But he still was a kid himself, but I was, besides me just being around shit, like I always been an intelligent kid, I always been an observing kid, I ain't never been no nigga to just be outlandish and jump out and act like I know everything. Like mm -hmm. I sit back and watch everybody in the room before I even speak up and make my move. So I always just looked at people and soaked up whatever I had, whatever I could. Like even if it was bad, good, anything. Like if I was around you, I was picking up on something. So that shit made me like, that made me cool to the older niggas. Like, oh, he don't say, like he don't be tripping. You feel me? They be sitting back. Other kids need a bag of chips, some candy, a juice, need this, need a video game, need that. Like, I could sit in the car, they hotboxing six, seven deep, feel me all type of shit in the car. I'm little as hell, scrunched up on the back seat, but I'm chilling. Like, I wasn't never tripping, bro. So, that shit always made them niggas fuck with me. Like, and I always had my own mind. Like, I ain't never been no nigga you could just tell to go do no crash dummy shit. Like, I always been me, so that shit just always made the older niggas fuck with me for real. Like they always had me from the time I was six to right now. Like they always looked out for me on the music, on anything, game. You feel me? A nigga need some clothes here and there, a couple dollars, ride to school, and like all them niggas, bro. Like not even just Ray. Like all them niggas, you feel me? Then looked out for me. So I appreciate all of them for something. Sure, for sure. So when you was in the studio at six years old, was you actually in the booth or was you just kicking it? You remember, uh, you remember Crush Spot and shit like that? Crush Pop? Crush Spot, like Crush the, the ringtone website. Ooh, no, I don't. It was like Look Crush at Spot. He looked his eyes got uh, <laughs> I don't remember uh, it. What was that shit called, LimeWire? Okay, I remember LimeWire. So, my uncle and them, Peasy and them, like, you remember ringtones was real popular and mm -hmm. shit, so. They used to put their full songs out on the ringtone websites and shit, you feel me? And like, back around that time in Detroit, it was kind of like, it was then there cool, like around like 08, 09, 2010, to have a little nigga on your song rapping some hard shit, like, Doughboys Cash Out did that shit. Team Eastside did it, you feel me? All the Detroit niggas, Street Lords, Rock Bottom, you feel me? They all did that shit. So, like, it was just like down there, like, totem pole, you feel me? I ended up being young as hell, getting on the song, and I actually could spit. Like, but at first, they started off writing for me. And then, me being me, I take what they said and put my own shit with it, bring it back to school, rap it to my niggas, you feel me? And now that shit sound overly cold to them because I'm saying kid shit and grown shit. So now I'm bringing it back to unk and they like, damn, no, that shit hard for real because you saying, you know. And I just never stopped writing, like from six years old, literally. I know you said that they was like writing for you, but how were you even able to really catch the beat? I swear, bro, that shit was natural. Like, I don't know. Ray, oh, Ray always been like on some like, Jedi sensei shit with me, like karate kid type shit. Like I swear to God, like you always just been able to 
teach me certain things. So music, like me and him bonded through that early. I don't know, like it was natural. He, he taught me how to rap. Like, I don't know how it went as far as like me being able to catch the beat, but I know it wasn't hard. Mm -hmm. Like I know for sure it wasn't hard. Dang, so while the kids was playing, you was up in the studio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'd go play, but I'd have a rap to spit. <laughs> I had something, you feel me? I had something to bring to the playground when I came to play. Like, that's the type of kid I was. Like, I wasn't just pulling up to the playground for no reason. Nigga, if I'm pulling up, I'm gonna have a goddamn bike, polo shirt, you feel me? I'm gonna have something to bring, a rap, a girl, something. Like, <laughs> I wasn't just no nigga that was just sitting around for real. Now, what age did you officially release, like, your very own song? Like, solo? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, I want to say 15, I was 15, yeah, yeah, I was 15, yeah, yep, I was 15, uh, my cousin, my cousin had a computer and shit at his house, he had a Mac computer, and I don't know how, like, but that shit, mm-hmm, like, I don't know how, bro, but I started fucking with the computer one way or another, and I mm -hmm. end up learning how to put beats on GarageBand and hit the record. But the crazy thing about GarageBand is that shit was like only like one or two takes. So I had to learn how to hurry up and get that shit out, what I was saying, like ASAP, like, or I wasn't gonna be able to make my songs. So that's how I started making my songs and shit solo. And uh, it was SoundCloud, it was SoundCloud and shit. So I was in high school, 10th grade, you feel me? I was a cool kid. By this time, uh, Team Eastside was a thing in the city. Like, that was a thing. Like, and I was known for being the little nigga that was with Team Eastside. Like, oh, wow. always. So, and then I ended up going to the biggest high school in the city. Like, certain shit just all worked out in my favor for the music. So, I ended up going to the biggest high school in the city and uh, I started putting music out. And the first song I put out, actually, I remember. You know the challenge, the I like challenge that's going on right now? Yeah. I freestyled on that beat back in the day about a girl I had a crush on and shit. And that bitch went up, like, it had, like, 2,800 views on SoundCloud, but, like, it was 2,800 kids in the school, so by the time I got to school the next day, everybody was singing that shit. Like, niggas was literally walking up to me rapping my song and shit. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you feel me? So I go back home, I tell my uncle, tell my pops and shit. Like, like, keep writing, bro. Like, your time gonna come. Always your time gonna come. So, just kept writing, putting shit out. Uh, and then I started getting a little discouraged. So I stopped putting music out on the solo side. Like, I just stopped putting music out. I stopped telling anybody I rap. Like, I just stopped Why? even talking about that shit. Uh, I think I got caught up in the wrong shit. Honestly, truly. Like, I just started being now I wasn't up under my uncle and shit. You know, I wasn't up under my daddy. I wasn't up under my OGs and shit. So now I got free time on my hands. And 
I'm trying to still see, still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to touch, feel, see what's going on in this world. So I used to be going, just doing shit, hanging with the wrong crowd, doing lame shit. In my book, I say it was lame because I was being a follower. So I started not giving a fuck about music for real. And then once all that shit stopped, like as far as like me following niggas, and me trying to be like everybody else, that's when I pick back up on my music shit. And mm -hmm. I started going hard with it. And got me to where I am today. When did you realize, like, because, you know, at first when you do stuff like that, you don't really notice that you following up under people. When did you personally see that in yourself? Like, dang, I'm really up under these niggas. I could be doing my own shit. Man, honestly, I knew that shit. I knew that shit while it was going on, like, cause I used to, I, I can remember times being in a car with niggas and me having to be in the back seat and watching niggas do their thing and cut me out, you feel me? And I'm knowing in the back of my head, like, bro, these niggas can't fuck with me, bro. Like, huh, I gotta sit in, you feel me? Like, yeah. oh my God, if I could get out this car right now, I'd go be on my own shit and be doing some shit y'all niggas could never do. I knew that shit back then, but it was like a, I don't know, like I wanted to try and I don't know why I wanted to try and see if I could be like other niggas, like, mm, cause I, I don't know. I guess I was saving niggas from the truth of what it was that I was a leader, but I used to be trying to be a follower. So. What would you say are some things that you learned when you were on that path? Uh, number one, I learned to never let no nigga belittle me. Like, niggas used to be trying to do that shit and niggas couldn't do it because for one, I came from some real shit. Like in my city, bro, my family known. Like, you feel me? We we that, you feel me? So mm -hmm. niggas knew that I never was no lame, I never was no bum, I never was no Nigga chasing the girls. I never was no nigga always trying to fight, no hothead, no, no. Like, I was always mild mannered, cool nigga, so. And I always held my own weight. Like, no matter what, like, I always put my own weight. But I always been skinny and small and short, you feel me? And just a cool nigga with a big smile, but nigga used to be trying to little bro me, and I ain't never used to go for that shit. Like, never, ever, ever. Niggas always used to be trying to little bro me. That shit, I just learned, like, I can't let no nigga belittle me. I can't let no nigga make me feel like I'm smaller or, you feel me, or he doing something over or he got power over me. Like, it could never be that. I'm the type of nigga to make everybody feel like we all on the same level anyway. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So, I can't, like, not even on no tough shit. Like, ain't no nigga gonna little boy me. Like, I'm the type of nigga to get a nigga to realize that we all on the same level, bro. You can't belittle me. You feel right. me? Like, it's not possible. So. Now, what would you say your grind looked like coming from an upcoming artist in Detroit to now being signed? You said the grind? Yeah, what does your grind look like? Man, that shit got ugly. I ain't gonna lie, I'm keeping 100. That shit got ugly. Cause it started off it started off all fun and games, I ain't gonna lie. This shit was sweet when it started off for me. I, uh, it was the end of my senior year, around this time, my birthday time and shit, prom, graduation, all that. 
my cousin had opened up the studio, the White House studio in Detroit and shit. So I was going over there every day after school and shit, recording my music. And it was sweet because shit, it was big cuz. I had free studio time. I could pull up here, pull up with my niggas, you feel me, chill all day, record, get high, whoop, 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 do me. So that was a place for me to go do me. I started going there every day after school. I went to prom and that's when I shot my first video. Mm-hmm. So I put the video out and shit and it went up. And this was summertime. I'm about to go to college. I'm thinking everything, fun and games. I'm making a little money here and there. I'm smelling myself, you feel me? I'm, so I'm thinking shit all good. Me and my uncle had put a song out. Well, actually it got leaked. It got leaked. It wasn't supposed to get leaked, but like after I dropped that video, motherfuckers in the city was buzzing about me because from back in the day, motherfuckers remember like, oh, this little Ray done few, you feel me? Okay, he, getting, he grown, now he about to start back rapping. Okay, you feel me? Motherfuckers was fucking with it. Niggas from high school, like, okay, I remember bro was rapping back when we was in school and shit. Now he finally about to, so it was kind of like a buzz going on around me. Like, you feel me? They about to start rapping, boop, boop, boop. I'm telling people I'm about to put a mixtape out, all that. And uh, me and my uncle, we working, you feel me? Every day we making music, all type of shit. We had the song New 30. That one's supposed to drop, but somebody leaked it. It came out on YouTube, and the first day it came out, I think it got like 30K on the leak. So I'm like, damn, and my video probably was at like 10 or 15, which was good for me. Like, I'm like, shit. 10,000, first view, first video, shit, I'm good, so. The song get leaked, and it started going up. Mm-hmm. I looked up probably like a month later, the fucking song got 250K. Now I'm getting DMs and text messages and notifications from fans and niggas out of town. And now it's like, we going to the rap, we fuck with you, bro, you feel me? It's other rappers, big rappers in the city was fucking with that song. Like, I was seeing niggas rap my part and that shit gave me the boost. Like, damn, all right, bet I can do this shit. So mm-hmm. that's what made me start working. Like, all right, I can do this shit. Niggas fuck with me. All right, it's on. So the song get leaked. It was a blessing in disguise because that gave me a platform. Shout out to my uncle always for fucking cutting that song down, cutting the rug on that bitch and opening it up for me so I could do my thing. And mm-hmm. that's it. It went how it went. Next thing you know, I'm in college, and I, I'm uh, I'm by myself. I'm literally completely alone. I'm solo, dolo. I'm thinking I can make music. You feel me? I'm trying to find a studio in Ohio. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I can't get to the studio. I'm trying to make money every day, but I'm in the middle of nowhere in fucking Ohio. I'm still pulling little moves and shit, but the shit. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows 
from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. It was just like, oh my God, I'm trying to do school. I'm trying to rap. I'm trying to do this. Mm -hmm. Shit wasn't working for me. I started getting depressed like, man, fuck this shit, bro. Like, I can't even come up with what I need to take care of my career, but... I still be going and making songs and still be making music, but in the back of my head, I used to be like, bro, I'm about to quit, I'm about to quit. But I never stopped working. Uh, shit got ugly, like I said, I uh, dropped out of school. My mama ain't know for a long time, because I came home in like January, bro. I knew I was done with that shit. <laughs> my, daddy, my daddy a real nigga, bro, because he knew, you feel me? But he would try to play it off like I was just home for a couple of days and it was cool. But oh, he was a, he he had your back. Yeah, for sure. My pop, that's my <laughs> guy. That's my guy. That's uh, me and my pop. We like this for sure. Uh huh. He was uh, you feel me? He was letting shit go by smoothly. Feel me? Let me stay at home. Let me take the car. Let me do certain shit so I can make my moves. Cause at the same time, he knew how it was being a young nigga trying to come up at the same time. So. He was helping me out. Uh, I had my uncles, my niggas helping me out, but shit was ugly, like I said. Shit, I had quit my job at Foot Locker, so I ain't had no consistent income. Rap wasn't popping off yet. Like, I remember, this what made me discouraged, actually. I remember I had checked my distro kit. My shit had like $2 after like six months. I'm like, what? Like, what the fuck, bro? Like. I'm on YouTube popping off, I'm on this popping off, niggas fucking with my shit, bro. Two dollars, like, hell no. Nah. I gotta put some money in my pocket, bro. Fuck this shit, so. Niggas started thinking like that. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Shit just start, a nigga never stopped working on the music side. And one thing that kept me going was watching my uncle. And I seen him go through the motions, bro. Like, like I said, that's my, that's my best friend, that's my right hand, so. Me being with him every day, like, I seen that nigga go through the motions, bro. I seen him lose a kid. I seen him have multiple kids. I seen him lose homies, all that type of shit. But he never stopped working on his music. He never stopped trying to perfect his craft. So mm -hmm. it was like, nigga, if he can't quit, I for sure can't quit because I ain't been through shit yet. You feel right. me? Like, hell no. So I never stopped working. Like, I remember, I remember time seeing him on Zero. Like, not even throwing him out there, but you feel me, shit. We getting money now, so fuck it. But I remember seeing bro on zero, and it was like, shit. He grown as hell. He got bills to pay. He got kids to take care of. He got mm -hmm. miles to feed. You feel me? And he ain't sitting here crying. He ain't sitting here with his face boiled up, blaming on another nigga. This shit ain't work out. This ain't go my way. Like, I ain't never seen him do that. And that instilled it in me, or my daddy, or my mama, to be honest. Like, ain't no one, nobody, never no bottom feeders, no beggars. Like, everybody was right. hustling, like I said. So, it was like shit. If, like I said, my mama had me at 15. Or, you feel me? I seen everybody go through shit. And it was like, if they can't quit, I can't quit because I ain't nowhere yet. So, I never stopped. I never stopped grinding. Now, really quick, talk about the dynamic with War World Tour Mafia. We the dream team, I feel like. It's us. We the dream team. We the 
we the niggas that sat and soaked up everything as far as in our city, shit, in the in the industry, like in a rap game, like we we fuck with we fuck with music, bro. We fuck with a lot of different styles and a lot of different shit. So it was like and then we all got our own different swag, so it was like everybody brings something to the table and the conglomerate be crazy because it's like shit, when we all on some shit, it's like we all on the same level. Ain't nobody better than the next man, but everybody is just as good as the next man. You get what I'm saying? So it's like right. we we help each other, we lean on each other, but we all make each other look better. So the dynamic, it be crazy because it be like shit. If I'm popping off right now, then bro might be popping off. Then bro might pop off in six months. Then bro might pop off. You feel me? It be like it be crazy for real. It's getting crazier for sure. But like just as far as like coming from nothing. And doing this shit, it'd be wild, cause it'd be like shit. Niggas ain't even tried none of the shit we doing, like at all. So, and niggas them, you feel me? Them went on and became big, and we know for like I know for sure we doing different shit than what other motherfuckers was doing. So it's, it'd be it'd be crazy to me. It's just like we got it. I know we got it. I will say now that I'm talking to you, and after I listen to your music. Your personality definitely matches your music. For like real? you it's real like chill. How, how would you back. how would you say my personality is portrayed in my music? Cause like me listening to my own music, I really can't put a finger on it. You said how would I? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you don't do the most. Like it's just real chill, laid back, smooth, like you really know how to like ride the beat, you know? And now that you talk about how you're chill and I'm seeing how like chill, laid back you are, I see it. Yeah, and I think I get that shit because, like, I used to see motherfuckers tweak out when I was young, bro. <laughs> On the beat. <laughs> no, like, in life, in mm-hmm. real life. Like I, like I said, I used to see a lot of crazy shit, so, like, I used to see some shit, bro, and that shit used to, like, it made me, it made me real reserved when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. of course I was the cool kid and all that, but, like, in real life, like, I used to be quiet as hell when I got to the crib, like, closed off in my room, writing some music, like staying out my way for real. Like and my friends knew that. Like even though I was cool as hell, like my friends knew like bro really don't be fucking with niggas. He just do this shit because it is what it is, you right. know so I always uh used to see people tweaking it, just tripping out and that shit just made me just fall back like hell no nah, bro. You tripping. I can't be tripping like that. Now, the last project that you dropped was Slay Season 2. Mm-hmm. So talk about what that project meant to you. And I know that you got a new project coming up, so we need to get into that one, too. Man, Slay Season 2 was like, man, I went through so much shit making that mixtape, bro. Like, that tape right there means so much to me because the shit I went through when I was making it and the the reaction I got when I put it out and the reaction that it's still getting right now today mm-hmm. is like, I feel like that's the tape that cemented me for real, that made me official. Like, all the other shit was cool, you feel me? But I feel like I really expanded and showed people what I could do on that tape, so. Right. That's, that tape, it means so much to me, bro. I hold that tape at a real high standard in my head. Like, I don't tell nobody this shit, but like, I, I honestly, I expect that tape to go on the Apple Music charts and all that type. Like, I compare myself to to greatness. Like, I expect that shit to be like some Kanye West graduation. Like, 
You feel me? You might, it might sound cocky, it might sound how it sound, but like that's just at the stand. That's the standard I hold myself at, and like, shit, I feel like that mixtape really compete with some shit in real life, honestly. So. And this new project you got, talk to us about that and the work you've been putting in with this one. This new project I got is called Slayers Coming, and uh, it was like, like I said. I hold myself at a high standard, and I expected a lot out of Slay Season 2. And even though it did get a great reaction, and it got me to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I said I wanted it to be like some Kanye West graduation, blow up on the Apple Music charts, billboard, all that shit. It ain't happened. That shit pissed me clean off, I ain't gonna lie. So, like, me going back and working on my next project, it was like, all right, y'all niggas ain't here Slay Season. Well, now Slayer's coming, like, flat out, like, period. Like, Y'all gonna hear me. I linked up with my nigga Trees because he got some of the rawest beats. He got some of the rawest beats. Like, his shit, the 808s, the drums, like, his shit be raw. So I linked up with Bro because I was pissed off. And I'm like, I need some beats that I know for sure. I could just get on here and I'm like, niggas gonna hear me flat out, like, one way or another. And mm -hmm. I went this through. I made that mixtape in two days. It's only seven songs, but. I was so damn angry when I was making that mixtape, I swear, bro, like, but it was like anger driven in the right direction because it was like I was pissed off about not reaching my goal. Mm -hmm. So I was just working hard and you feel me just. Damn, that mean that hoe finna go crazy. I hope so. And if it, shit, if it don't, y'all gonna piss me off again. I'm gonna <laughs> keep coming back until, until something pops. Let up. Uh, and I know you got your producer back there. You also got your other producer mm -hmm. over here. Talk about all of y'all's dynamic when it comes to working with each other. Should be like a Harry Potter movie, bro. We all <laughs> wizards. Like, swear, bro, like a nigga might have a wine. And it's some shit might, I swear this shit might, shit might go up. Like, speaking for myself, I'd have been in the studio with myself with my producers and shit and like I don't know like when I make certain songs like the energy in the room like you can feel that shit like motherfuckers can vouch for that bro like when I make music if if I'm on that like I'm really on that like you gonna feel the energy in the room when I'm mm -hmm. making a song like so the dynamic it be wild it be crazy just like the world tour mafia dynamic because everybody got something to bring to the table everybody got something different like so and me being just laid back cool, I'm able to absorb and adapt to all different type of styles and flows and changes to the music. So I be feeling real versatile, like I can do anything. Now, you got a, a name picked out for this new project that's finna drop? What is it? It's called Slayer's Coming. It's like a, it's like a, uh, hmm. How can I say, like, it's like that mixtape, like, that your favorite rapper dropped, and it's like, it's like that EP your favorite rapper dropped, and it's like that EP that stand out and it's up there with the albums and the mixtapes and mm -hmm. shit, but it's like the shit that you fuck with that the public might not really, you know what I'm saying? Like, it might right. not be no big hits or no crazy shit, but like, the content is wild, you know what I'm saying? Like one of the real underground 
everybody fucking with it type shits. Oh shit, we gonna, like I said, I checked out your music prior to, you know, the interview and stuff, and I'm like, this nigga really hard. Like, you appreciate really it. that. I appreciate it, I appreciate it, for sure. I, yeah. hold, I hold myself at a, at a real high standard. Like, but you can tell though, like, even when it comes to your, like, the production, mm-hmm. and the way that you flow in the production, it's not lazy to me. Like, although mm-hmm. you got a real chill, laid back sound, I can tell you put the time in for it. Shit, most of the time, I was hungry, so especially on Slice Season 2 because the changes I went through, like, all that other shit I put out was me going from, was me being down there a kid still, like, me being a teenager still, like, Slice Season 2 was the sound of a of a kid coming into a grown man, like, it's songs on that tape, bro, that I didn't literally cry making, like, real shit, because I was hungry, you feel me? Days nigga broke, days nigga fucked up, starving, going through shit with my family, going through shit with my niggas, going through shit with relationships, all type of shit. And mm-hmm. it was just a lot going on in my head. And I couldn't, you feel me? Like, I ain't know how else to, to take that shit. So I just, I went, I went slay season two. Like, I said, you could ask, you could ask Rose and Cozy, bro. I scrapped that mixtape probably like three, four times before I made it. Like, I was so. Bro probably got like six songs on that bitch because I was so locked in. Like, uh-huh. hey, bros, am I lying, bro? Like, I had these niggas watching Kanye West documentaries, <laughs> movies, like, all type of shit. Like, I'm like, nah, bro, this tape got to be like this. This got to be like this. Like, this got to go this way. Like, this shit can't just be no bullshit, bro. Flat out, man. Shit, it ended up doing well. So, I, I did the right thing. I love that. Now, before we wrap up, do you got any last words or shout outs? Yeah, uh, shout out, shout out World Tour Mafia, man. Shout out to the Mafia, man, all my niggas, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Wavy Navy, Daisy Lane, man, White House, you feel me? All my niggas, man, y'all know what it is. It's slay money, man. Yo, baby, everybody, baby, the youngest of the mob, bro. I'm coming. Everybody that don't know me that's watching this interview, best believe you gonna know me by the time you're done with this shit, man. Detroit, east side and west side, I stand up, man. This shit on the floor with me. It is what it is. City of your coast, Supreme Coast in November. Supreme on my drawers, Supreme Tims for the winter. Put me on the plate, bases loaded, knife in it. My granddaddy a pastor. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.